You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. While you were skipping stones, building forts, and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me, growing up right away. Little me. Hello, welcome back to Little Me Growing Up Broadway with me, Mark Tuminelli. My guest today made her Broadway debut during her junior year of college in the Tony Award-winning hit musical, Dear Evan Hansen, playing the role of Alana Beck. Most recently, she blew the roof off Studio 54, playing Emmy in the Broadway revival of Carolina Change. Her other credits include the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen, as well as playing Dot in Sunday in the Park with George, and the title role of Caroline in Carolina Change at Pace University. Please welcome... Samantha Williams. Hi. Hi. You really did your research. <laughs> I mean, that, that is very minimal research. I don't know a lot about you as a child's kid pre-pace, <laughs> but we're going to get all into that. Okay. Before we talk about anything else, we have to talk about this mammoth experience you just concluded doing Carolina Change on Broadway, a show that I am very obsessed with, my top three mm. favorite musicals of all time. Yeah. And of course, you had this wild ride with opening the show, not opening the show, COVID, reopen, you know, the whole thing. So yeah. let's go back. Let's just uh, talk about the whole thing. Talk to me about booking it in the first place. Like oh pre-COVID, what was that? You were in your senior year, I'm assuming at the time? Uh, no, 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 no. I graduated 2020. So I think okay. I, I booked it, uh, I guess, yeah, beginning of my yeah. senior year. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, I'm normally right, but you might yeah. be very right. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Okay, great, great to know. Uh, I it's actually a really fun story. So I was about to. So in my contract for Dear Evan Hansen, it was like six months on tour, ten months. Oh no, six months on Broadway, and then in the contract it was like ten months on tour after. So like the switcheroo was like built in, um, and. I didn't necessarily want to leave for tour after doing Broadway because I, I wanted to finish my co- my senior yeah, year your college experience. Yeah, yeah, because I was still able to do Broadway in college at the same time my junior year when I was doing Evan Hansen, and I didn't really feel like I should leave. So I auditioned. So I had an audition like during my last month of Evan Hansen for Emmy, and. Uh, it went really well. Then I did another callback. And then at the end of the month, the day that I was supposed to leave for tour, of course, I had my final callback for Emmy. And that day I had just like ended my run. So I was super tired, really sick. And it was probably one of the worst auditions of my life. And I left the room and I was like, damn, like, I did not get that. 
and I left for <laughs> tour and I was gone on tour uh, for like two to three months. And then when I was in Texas, which is actually where I'm from, when I was in Texas on tour in Dallas, Texas, I got a call and they were like, okay, we want to do, they want to do one last call back um, for Emmy. So like they want to, you want, they want you to fly up and do it. So then I flew to New York. I did my final callback. And then the next day I flew back to Texas to, to be on tour. And that's when I found out. But something I left out, which is what makes this story really cool, is I, at that point, I had given up hope of, of getting the role. So I was like yeah. coming to terms with just being on tour. And one day I went to a Chinese restaurant and I got a fortune cookie and it said you will be receiving really good news like a phone call with really good news and that's when I got the phone call that day was when I got the phone call that they wanted me to fly there and do my last call back so believe all fortune so believe all fortune cookies they are correct and I still have the little thing I don't know where it is but um yeah isn't that crazy did you feel like like your callback went very well did you feel yeah. So well, differently than the time you had been in before? Yeah, because I wasn't sick or anything. So I like I went in and I was like, this is my moment. I like didn't tell any of my friends I was in New York. I was just there to do that. And it went so well. And I kind of had a, like after I did it, I was like, if that's not mine, I, I know I did like really good. Everything and you then, could. Yeah. And then uh, the next day I got the phone call. Okay. So then how long did you stay in the Hanson tour before you had to, um, to part that? Yeah, I think I stayed like maybe like I think we had a layoff for a week for Christmas break and then I was there two more weeks after so there was and it's really fun to do a job when you know you have a bigger job happening oh yeah I was like I felt like giving the the best Alana Beck that's ever been seen dead ass (laughs) no yeah well it's actually really funny I felt like my body started to like reject doing it because I knew (laughs) that I was leaving soon it was a really weird experience actually but um yeah. And and also like such a dream. I mean, we'll talk about you doing Caroline at Pace. So you know the show very well. You yeah. know this role, even though it's not the role you played. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm sure there's like, I'm going to get to do this at the greatest level available. Yeah. Is, yeah. is such a thrilling thing for a person to feel, you know, yeah. that's like dream stuff. It, it, yes. No, it was like, and oh God, it was the best experience of my life, really. Like, All right, so you come back to New York, you start rehearsing, and this sounds like you're starting to rehearse in January of 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, th- things are not going to go great. So no. you went pretty far through the process because you guys were doing your first day of tech. Or when, when Broadway closed, where were you in the process of Caroline for Broadway? We were about to do our invited dress. Oh so we God. were about to have our like our first audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did you feel like something was happening? Tell us, like, was it like, oh, is this something I need to be worried about? What were you feeling yeah. in those days leading up to it? It's so weird. Like, my brother, who's, like, super into, like, the news and stuff like that, he uh, he called me, like, beginning of February, actually, and he was like, I don't think, like, your show's going to happen right now, to be honest. Like, And I was like, bro, like, don't what are you talking about? Like, don't freaking say that, you psycho. <laughs> And then once the NBA closed down, I was like, yeah, no. we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought it was just going to be like a two week break, honestly, as did a lot of people. So when they told us we weren't doing it, I was like, okay, dope. Like 
I need two weeks to like relax. Like this has been kind of stressful. Like I'm, I'm excited to like have two weeks to recoup and like rest my voice. And then it turned into like a year and a half. Did you ever feel in that year and a half, it wasn't going to happen? Uh, yes. But I tried not to sing into that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Or else I would just, you know. Because it would have been easier, you know, it's roundabout, it's a limited run. It's easy for them to just say, we're not doing this now. Yeah, We'll revisit it in a couple years or whatever. So I'm sure there was this fear kind of daily that is underneath everything. Like, am I going to actually get to do this? Yeah, I know. It definitely was. Yeah, it was definitely scary thinking. But I also knew like they our producers made it so clear how much they believed in the project. So they were like the first moment that we get to do it we are going to do it so and it happened and you did it happened (laughs) and we did it well talk to me about coming back to it so you have this experience of rehearsing a show creating Mm -hmm. a character never really getting to do it in front of an audience but doing all the work right and so then you have to come back and revisit that and you know kind of re-rehearsal there's some new kids in the show there's a lot of new experience about to happen how do you revisit Mm -hmm. this role that you've already pretty much created a year and a half ago with a fresh vision. Yeah. I mean, just like through everything that happened that year with like, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, like rising and just kind of everything political happening in our country. I had a completely different uh, perspective on the role. Um, Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, like it just was so like, I think the role has, I think the show has always been timely, whether people wanted to acknowledge it or not, or. Which is like quite unfortunate that it's as timely as it was. I know, I know. Like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah. I would rather it not be timely, but here we are. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, there's, there was just more of an awareness um, within like the entire community and really the entire world that people were like realizing things specifically white people were like noticing oh like yeah like it is pretty bad for black people you know so I think I don't know it just felt like I had more of like a true grasp on like what I was actually saying because I think and how important it is right yeah yeah, you know And also like, you know, there's not many stories on Broadway where you're really experiencing a black woman's journey that is not about riffing that is about a real like gut story of someone who cannot move forward because the system doesn't let her her. and we don't get that you know it gets to be glitz and glam a lot and instead of this is a real woman who's trying so hard to provide for her kids and her family in a in a system that won't allow her to ever get to the next step up so it feels like such an important story and your character of emmy you know, and everything that happens with the statue and all that. I mean, that couldn't be more timely I know, than it literally. was in the last year. Yeah. Um, what kind of, what kind of struggle or what kind of pressure do you take on as, you know, a black performer telling this story to majority white audience? You know, yeah. I mean, I imagine that that is a really tricky thing to navigate. No, it really is actually. And I would talk about it with my friends all the time, like day to day, I'd be like, how is this going to be received? And also, there was, like, a level of, like, um, I guess, like, uh, pressure. And, like, I I wanted to make sure it was, well, I guess it would. It was more like I didn't know how it was going to be received because 
I can only speak from my experience and they have no idea what that is. So I think just being as clear as possible in telling the story, which I think was easy because of how it was written. Um, I think it was received well, but Oh, it was I, received very well. Yeah, but I, I <laughs> congratulations. Say, I will say there was a lot of times where I was like, oh, like, I don't feel like going through this like, like hard story for a bunch of white people. Like, what if they don't get it? You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely like a level to that, and I wish that our audiences were more diverse. They really weren't, to be honest. Like, a lot of my, a lot of like our friends and the people in the cast, like our people would come, and they yeah. were people of color and black people but a lot of the times my friends would be like why is there only like three of us in the audience right now so your performance in that show and every I mean truly across the board it was just so dynamic talk to me a little bit about being in the room with the level of Broadway stars yeah. and um Sharon D Clark who gave yeah. one hell of a performance that I will not forget anytime soon so talk to me about working with her specifically and then we could talk about other people yeah you know what's so cool about it it like, like they really were like the best of the best, but like you wouldn't like, it felt like we were at summer camp, like the vibes, like it was truly like the most laid back fun experience, like, which like is very telling to like, who is like, why they're so good, you know, like Sharon D. Clark was so chill and like silly and funny and like, yes, we'd be so in it, but also like she knew like how to like separate herself very well, which was super like informative for me. And also just like seeing them work and seeing how like, just like the the like, like they're good actors because nothing is about them. Like they just yeah. are giving, giving, giving. And like, I really think that's why the show is so good is because there are no divas. Like even though Sharon D. Clark's name is on the top of the, the billboard or whatever you would have no idea like she everything she did was like for the other person so we have to talk about a couple other caroline things before i can move on so anika noni rose won a tony for playing this part so there is a level of pressure because Mm -hmm. it's like the tony award-winning role do you Mm -hmm. feel any of that or do you just file that under z no i definitely do do feel that i definitely felt it the first time around like pre-pandemic um, cause I was like, I mean, I'm 23 now, but before I was 20, turned yeah. 21 during it. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like straight from Dear Evan Hansen, which was its own separate experience. So like, I just felt a little lost, but honestly, like having the, having those two years at home and like really like figuring out where my priorities lied and like what actually matters in life, like it kind of made me not feel that as much because also I wanted to like do it so bad. I just wanted to do it. Like I just wanted to do the show. So like there was like all the pressure of like Tony and all that stuff. Like it was not really a thing, especially since, you know, we were at the beginning of Broadway coming back. Like there weren't as many events and stuff to like go to. So it wasn't really like, you were like living in your own little world. I felt like I was, yeah, I felt like I had no distractions and like, our cast and everything did a really good job of like not talking about it either. Like we just didn't really talk about that. We were just doing it and like trying mm-hmm. to make the best it could be. So like whatever happens, happens, but like I had a good time. So now what I know, I listened to you do a podcast with Anika, which was mm-hmm. actually a very sweet conversation. What did you 
take away from that experience of having like an hour with her to to kind of break down how she thought about the role and what you think about the role? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was like the best, that was the crazy <laughs> experience of my life. Like that's Princess Tiana. Oh my God. I, oh my God, right? Uh, <laughs> Um, she, um, that was crazy. I mean, like what I thought was really cool is how similar our experiences were already. Like, uh, she was talking a lot about like how it was the most talented cast she'd ever been around, like still to this day. And like, you kind of learned- can't be in Caroline if you're not like super I know. talented. Yeah. You yeah. can't get away with it. You get on um, just like so-so radio. Like, it just- yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> But um, just like the the feeling of just like it really feeling like family and how that's how she was, like even with like the kids who played her brothers and all that. And that being like sort of like something that springboarded her forward in her career um, and just her artistic journey. I feel yeah. like that's kind of it like mirrors and parallels perfectly with my experiences. So um, yeah, it was just really cool to hear that like, her starting off point and my starting off point are the same. And like, I hope to be like just an inkling of what she is. Oh my God. Of course you will. So it seems you mentioned the kids, the kids with you felt very special in a way Mm -hmm. that I don't know if I've seen. It might be because you're younger, but it really felt like siblings. And I was at your closing and, um, Oh, you were there. Yes. Never forget. That was yeah, also that Sharon was awesome. D. Clark was doing these like vocal runs down that were so thrilling for me that I'm like, yeah. I have chills thinking about it. It was like, oh, forget she's it. Okay. So, she's, she's funny. Like so she would great. walk off, she would do something. And like, I would like, like she did this a lot actually during the show. And I would like try not to laugh because I knew she was doing it for me. And we'd get <laughs> off the stage and she'd look at me and be like, did you like it? How about She'd that? be like, did you like that one? I'd be like, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> but it felt like the kids and you were just so connected. And sometimes it's so thrilling to work with young people and sometimes it's a nightmare. Um, so how did you sort of navigate that whole that whole shebang? Yeah, no, it was super thrilling. Uh, <laughs> uh, we really became like siblings. We fought like siblings. We uh, <laughs> loved like siblings. Like those boys really do feel like they are part of my family and yeah, no. And also just being in a play with kids and like being around kids for most of my role, like nothing is that deep to them. Like, like when they fall into the world of the the play, like they're there, like there's nothing that's going to take them out. And that was so like helpful for me as an actor. I was like, yeah, like this is literally, we're just playing and like, these are kids and like, we're in, we're using our imagination and like we're here and that was so helpful because I feel like a lot of times adults get caught up into their own stuff and kids yeah. are able to just play so no they are the best I'll know them for the rest of their lives like they're the best I love it yeah tell me about working with Tony Kushner and Janine Tesori who are arguably the the greatest living uh composer playwright that, yeah. that we have um I can't imagine what that experience is like to be you know a young person in musical theater and get to work yeah. with masters at that level yeah so Janine Tesori and I have known each other for a while because when I did it Caroline my freshman year she was our artist in residence so she actually mm-hmm. cast me as Caroline um and we like worked on it a bit so when I came back she <laughs> obviously she knew, knew me and stuff. Were, yeah. she was like a mentor uh in a sense um so I mean it was great to be back with her 
Tony Kushner, he's so sweet. He's like, <laughs> like I, I expected him to be like kind of scary and like I'm a playwright, but he is like a giant teddy bear and like was so helpful in like, cause you know, it's sort of like autobiographical in a sense. Yeah. So like, uh, like he would just tell us what was real, what was not like what. How much of Emmy is invented? How much of Emmy is invented? Well, like, yeah, she, she, was I would invented. imagine. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I, he did, she did, um, Caroline, the, or Maudie Lee Davis, who it's based off of, um, he, he said that she did have children though, um, mm-hmm. which is dope. Um, but yeah, like it was just cool to like hear everything from his perspective and like what things meant and be able to have that voice so that like nothing was really ever like a question or like up for like complete debate because it was his life so like yeah we just had to ask it was like <laughs> the easiest job as an actor honestly was being in the show because everything is first of all on the page not so we have the resource of the person who experienced it so it's so great yeah. um, how hard was it to say goodbye to this chapter i mean it must have felt like i mean yeah. guts being ripped out <laughs> yeah i'm sure you'd like hard. to do it every night for the rest of your life you know at least honestly, for another year yes. yeah yeah no it was it was the most fun I've ever had doing a show. Like I've never had that much fun. Like usually at the end of a run, like I'm like tired and I'm like yeah. ready. I wanted to keep going. Like I could keep doing that forever. Like it was well, just there's so, so much, much to fun. explore. Like so you much can't get, you can't ever get blank. There's always like I, something else to take in. Yeah, and that's I like know. what a gift. And yeah. you got to make a cast recording, which I actually didn't think would happen. So I tell know. me about making, you know, this revival cast album, which will now be like the recording of record, I would imagine. I know. Ah! It was honestly a dream come true. <laughs> it's it's like, so good, too. It's it's so awesome. And oh my God, I have to say, like Sharon D. Clark and Casey. I, like. I can I can talk about Casey Levy all day. We're getting yeah. to her. She's my next she's, thing we have to like touch down on. Friend. Yeah. She they are so good at like like Sharon D. Clark has done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. But like that's like her thing. So like to see her like like come up with like the crazy emotion she does on stage, but like put it just like all through her voice without any movement was like a master like it was actually the craziest experience in my life it was like a master class um and it was just so fun to be there and like it you're also like on a really, broadway cast recording that's the little kid dream right you know that's my biggest dream yeah, yeah. and then you'll be a disney voice i'm sure that's your the, the Please, next the next be, dream that would be so all right awesome. so um I, casey levy was your dressing roommate and um she's a delight and i love her so much mm-hmm. um what kind of like sisterhood have you did you create with her over those months oh yeah we're related yes. at this point like <laughs> she yes i'm like the auntie to her children who i've yet to meet but like no she and i became so close and any low like all the lows and all the highs like we were right there with each other so yeah. it there was, was a- amazing there's a great Instagram video of her letting you know Audra was there. Um, and it just like warmed my soul in a way that I can't even I, Yeah. She, and it was so funny because at the beginning of the run, she's like, okay, like I won't tell you when she comes, but she's going to come. <laughs> and like I had, it was just like a normal matinee. And right at, at, on stage, as soon as I jumped off the washer, one of the little boys was like, uh, we think Audra's here. Audra's here. And I was like, what? are you crazy? And then while I was bowing, I looked over to Casey and I was like, 
and she was like, "Yeah, she's there." Yes, Yes. sobbing, and uh, she's is she like your is Audra like the greatest great for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like. I like Sydney. I couldn't even like really speak. Right yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, she's um, you like, need to play her daughter like, in something. Like, please, we well, look similar. We you look kind really of have like a, a similar. All right, so maybe the next revival of Gypsy will be you two. Yes, <laughs> please. Oh my god, um, that's how what I want. So, how did how did like Emmy change Samantha? Is like you know yeah. the, the big question to walk away from. Yeah, I think I've always been very outspoken and. Um, kind of political in a sense, but playing this character definitely like opened my eyes to like the work that I am capable of doing in helping um, black people and black kids specifically. Um, I feel like artistically, I feel like it showed me that I am capable of anything, honestly, because it was hard, like, especially coming out of a pandemic and jumping into this character that had so much to do with what was going on and just like mentally and physically as well. It really showed me that I can do, like I am capable of, of pulling myself through anything and, and I don't know, telling any story that uh, I actually care about, you know, like, And also Um, choosing things that make you feel that way, you know, that you can have, there's a world where material can really, you know, be in your heart and you get the opportunity to do that on stage for other people is like the greatest gift, I'd imagine. Yeah. It was like the first time I was doing something that I cared, like, I mean, like, you know, you care about like everything that you do, obviously, but like, it was the first time where I was like, oh, this is important. And also like, it was like I wasn't really like putting anything on. Like I, like I felt like I was just doing myself as this, which is what you always want, obviously as an actor, but like truly like I was just being myself, which was also very eye opening. Um, knowing that I can, like I am enough as an actor, but also as like a young person in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it was a brilliant performance and that closing was something, as I mentioned, nothing I'll never forget. And you being on that washer at the end, just singing your gut out. Like it was, it really was so thrilling and you should be so incredibly proud of the performance you gave and the show as a whole. And it gave us the fan. I've been a fan of Caroline since I first saw it and it gave so many people this opportunity to see it again. And so many people who didn't get it the first time for whatever reason, another opportunity in and 
you know, it's, it's, to me, it's art. And that yeah. is like the quintessential musical theater art, like Sunday in the Park with George. It's not, yeah. you know, it's like these shows that are not necessarily for everybody, yeah. but they're really, really for the people who they're for. And Absolutely. Yeah. It's really a special part of your legacy. So yeah. let's go way, way back. So you grew, are you from, well, you're from Lubbock, Texas? Uh, Lufkin, Texas. Oh, Lufkin, Texas. Mm-hmm. I, so what is there to do for a musical theater kid who has, obviously you must've grown up with this voice that you have yeah. and the spirit. What were you doing in, in, you know, Lut- what, what Texas? Lufkin, 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 Texas. Texas. Sorry. I was singing YouTube karaoke glee in my family living room. Thank God for glee. Thank God for glee. I was a glee. Um, that literally that was basically all there was to do, but I moved to Houston to attend, um, the high school for performing and visual arts, um, in 10th grade. So that's when I kind of was like, yes, um, yeah, this for me, but I did, I mean, my first like big role in Lufkin, Texas was at the big community college. They were doing the wizard of Oz. And one day after soccer practice, my mom was like, okay, like you're going to audition for like a munchkin or something. I don't know. Like somebody told me about these auditions. So I go like in my cleats and shit. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, a teacher of mine was there. And when they were like, okay, like who's auditioning for Dorothy? Like, it was like a college thing. So like, I assumed it would be like the kids are playing the munchkins and like all the college kids were playing the main roles. And my teacher just like kind of pushed me forward and I sang Summer of the Rainbow. And then I got the role of Dorothy <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz at this like random college. Wow. And they, so they cast a kid. And um, also like it was Lufkin, Texas. So like there weren't really black people, you know, like yeah, doing a, this. Kind yeah, of a big so deal. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. So like I was like on the newspaper as like black Dorothy like people. I was able to like open a lot of people's eyes and hearts by seeing like an innocent black girl playing a very innocent role. Like just very like. Which honestly should not be news. Um, should not which be is news. so crazy. It, yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We were like in like the mid early 2000s. So like people were not woke, especially there. It was like a truck stop town. Oof. So it was like a big deal. And I didn't know at the time until like now that I'm older. Yeah. But um I think that's when I was like, oh yeah, like I want to keep doing this. And I think that's also when my mom realized that she like had to like help me like grow into this artistic, whatever I wanted to be. And so so through high school, obviously now you're going to performing arts high school, you're doing school shows, you're, it's going to be your thing. So you're just Mm -hmm. looking at all the musical theater programs that make sense to you. Did you feel like you wanted to come to New York? Was that like your first choice to come Um, to Pace or did you have... A lot of other options. I'm sure you have yeah. lots of options. You're very talented. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I wasn't sure if I was going to study musical theater really. So yeah. I also was just going to go to UCLA for like normal school. So mm-hmm. that was, and like maybe like do they had like a theater program and like also do that a little bit. Um, so it was between like going to UCLA and like maybe going into medicine because my parents are both in the medical field or going to New York. And like the thing is, like I was like, if I'm going to study musical theater, like I'm going to do it in New York. Like, yeah, I just want to see what happens. So then I decided I, I went and visited Pace and I was like, yeah, like, why not? Like, why not just give it a try? So then here we are. Well, it seems to have worked out for you, but um, 
did you have like an agent or anything? How did Evan Hansen enter your world when you're like a, you know, in your junior year of college where yeah. most kids are lucky, you know, don't audition. They audition for summer stock, you know? Like yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I think they saw, I think Tara Rubin's office saw Caroline or Change or something like that. So every now and Caroline, then- Caroline, you did when you played Caroline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you Which, give Sharon what? D. Clark like some tips? You're like, ah! actually, I don't really- there's I would go video. at this this way. Yeah, no, there's a video of me singing Lots of Wives. <laughs> As like oh, a 17 year old child. I, I gotta find it. I had like purple highlights. It was so silly. <laughs> um, I, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, so I guess they saw me in that. And every now and then, like, I went in for like my first big audition was I went in for Team Moon for um, Once on the this Island. Yeah. yeah, the revival. Um, I didn't know what I was doing though. So. God bless. Yeah. Uh, thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> but uh, I then would get a few things here and there. And Evan Hansen came, I think, the end of my sophomore year. I went in like twice. And then um, beginning of June, I went in like eight times for them. And then finally, actually, it was this whole thing. They offered me Canada to be the understudy in the Toronto production. Yep. And my teacher's... And I like, we just didn't think it would make sense for me to leave school to go to Canada really. And so then they offered me the vacation understudy on Broadway for like a week. And then after, after that week, they offered me the role of Alana. So like, I kind of like, like, it was like a nice, yeah, it was like nice little baby steps into Broadway. Um, What do you remember about your first night actually like stepping foot on Broadway and playing Alana? It was so magical. It was so magical. I had my phone off the entire day because I like was like freaking out, kind of. Yeah. Um. It was like I was like, damn, like I really like this is like my biggest dream realized, and like just to like think of like I think it was like nineteen, twenty at the time, like to think of like that person versus now, and like not even knowing that like like what was on the horizon and like knowing that like it could even get even better. Like it's just crazy to me. So it was, it was really crazy. Now, how do you balance being in school for musical theater while Mm -hmm. you're starring in like the hottest show on Broadway at the time? Certainly, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, those are, those are very strange. uh, That's a very strange dynamic. Yeah. 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 It's definitely on. I, but I had my (laughs) teacher, my teachers were super helpful and like, they kind of were the one, the reason that I got it. Cause like they like brought Tara Rubin to see me. They like kind of like were pushing me towards the industry, which I thought yeah. was really awesome because although like, you know, they want people to stay in school, obviously I think they were very, they knew that like I could do this at that time. So they allowed me, they helped me, which I thought was really dope. And they really wanted me to like graduate with the class and like, so they just did everything in their power to like make it work for me. Like when I was able to graduate, I was able to use credit from being on Broadway. So I didn't have to like necessarily do all the like theater classes. It was more of just um, doing like the liberal arts classes yeah. and finishing that. So no, they made it super easy, honestly. And how are the other students with that? <laughs> because that like, is also very, you know, the other kids in your class are in the, oh, yeah. that's the girl she's in Dear Van Anson, you know, like yeah. that's a weird 
dynamic, kind of like, yeah. you know, Andrew in high school. Like yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. endearing. It's a weird, but it's a weirder dynamic when you're in a BFA program yeah. and it's what every kid wants to be doing and yeah. you're doing it. It's like, tough. yeah, I think what was so cool, like I, I, I live with, um, two roommates that were in my, uh, class, uh, at my BFA program. What's so cool and what we always talk about, I think the reason, I mean, obviously there were like a few people, but like usually they weren't really like my close, close friends. But what's so cool is that like we all knew each other. They knew me when I was like 17 and like Mm -hmm. horrible at this. So like, I think there was just more of like a sense of pride in seeing like a fellow classmate doing something rather than like anything else connected to that. I think it was just more like, yeah, like go off kind of thing, which has still remained and like I've only been met with like um complete support by my peers but I think that's just a testament to them and like also just like the vibe that we created in our class while at pace um but I know that's not like always the case but I it's not always the case but you know it's the more you build other people up you tend to also build yourself yeah. up. So it yeah. does seem to make the most sense. Now doing Evan Hansen is like a kind of tricky thing because Alana is very insular. Like she, her interactions are, you know, these random moments. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you figure out how to not only pace your performance, but have like a real arc of creating this girl. And I've, I've saw you do that as well. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm their I mean, biggest everyone. fan. I also, I've also known everyone in that show. So, um, but you know, it's, it's a tricky thing. So how do you make that your own after, you know, you're replacing, you're replacing someone else in a show that's pretty set, but then you have to put your own spin on it. So talk to us a little bit about creating your Alana. Um, I, so the thing that like really like pushed me into like, oh yeah, okay. I know how this is going to happen was, I had a rehearsal with just Michael Greif and I, <laughs> which was its own thing. Very cool. And yeah, really dope. And he kind of was just like, throw away like what you think it should be or like what you've seen. And like, let me just see like what you would bring to it. And like, obviously like you always have to hit the same marks because it is a commercial show. You have to hit the same marks. You have to like, sometimes say things a certain way to get a certain laugh at a certain moment just for the entire, cause I was just a vessel in Evan's yeah. story. So, um, in that sense, it was kind of difficult, but like just finding the me in it. Like, I also don't feel like, like Alana's, I'm not really like her at all, but there's also a lot of me that is. Yeah. So just finding like the like Sammy version of, what Alana is, is kind of what I tried to do. And it was, it was hard though, like coming from musical theater school where like I was like rolling around on the floor and like just doing (laughs) everything I wanted to do to like being like, you have to hit this mark. You have to say this word with this inflection or else like, you're not going to get that laugh. Like we need that laugh. And also technically they're all the camera stuff. Like you have to be at yeah. that mark that you can't find to get the camera to pick you up to get that in it's the like, pitch black it's and, so yeah yeah shout out to cameron like, hill who explained this whole thing to me and she's okay. like it's so scary it's you know no it's definitely scary and also just like having like it's just a very like clinical like show like yeah. you like even which is so interesting because it, when you watch it it seems like so like, like very like yeah. yeah it just seems like very like everything is so like organic and like just happening in the moment, but everything is thought out. Like 
That's how Michael Greif is. Like it is like to the T, which for like a young actor, like wasn't always like the easiest for me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is all, I mean, to have two of these experiences kind of back to back before really you're even allowed to drink at a bar is is like a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Do you feel that? Do you feel like now you need to chill out a little bit? Do you feel like, you know, how do you become an adult in the industry when you've always been an adult, but not real, you know, it's it's a very tricky transition. Yeah, it is very weird. It's weird. Like, like when I finished, uh, like when we had our last performance of Carolina change, like, because I didn't have like a true graduation from college and stuff like that felt like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It felt like I was graduating. Like that is how I imagined it feeling. And I also felt like I was closing the chapter of my college experience just because my freshman year I started Caroline and like, this was like supposed to be my senior year. Like I just felt like I was, it was like this really weird feeling. And now I'm just like, like I'm an adult now and Here like, we go. I got to figure out what's next. Like, <laughs> well, you can like, go on vacation first and then figure out what's next. Yeah, exactly, because exactly. I imagine the last couple of years have been like such a whirlwind of, of waiting and doing it and the emotions of getting back on stage and back on Broadway and then Omicron, like in your last, you know, chunk of Caroline really is, was sucked. Yeah, <laughs> so, it sucked. But I'm like, sorry that that happened, but you did it. it we did it. No, we did it. And we didn't ever have to close due to Omicron or anything like that. So Which it was is, really cool. Were you not seeing people at all? Like I would have been so terrified to be starring in a Broadway show in the month of December. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally like, I was not seeing a single soul. I, my poor roommates, they're the best. Literally like we had to kind of all live in a sort of isolated world and there was moments where like my, my show, like for the last like two weeks, my show had me in a hotel just to be like extra safe. And like, it was just like, I was, it was, I was lucky that going to work was really fun or else that whole time would have been kind of depressing to be honest. Like jail, Broadway jail. (laughs) Broadway jail. No, literally. But like, luckily, like I was dying to go to work. Yeah. Oh my God. How thrilling. Yeah. what do you feel like is next for you? Like, do you, are you doing readings of things? I know you're, you know, like what, mm-hmm. what, what do you do next? Yeah. So I'm doing a workshop. Okay. And <laughs> Which we can't talk about yet. We can't really talk about things are happening. So annoying, but like, yeah, I know we're doing, I'm doing a workshop something. And then, um, I don't know. I'm tr- I think it would be really cool to try and do like TV film stuff, but I know that's I, kind of, no, hard. I actually am like thinking that is going to be a really big thing for you in the next. I just have a, I have an instinct that Stop. you are going to be on a TV show in the next year. We're going to get, Stop. we won't get you on Broadway right away, but we'll get you back in a few years. Yeah. I would yeah. love to do that. Just well, to like, we'll it's a different, it yeah, yeah, send it out into the world. It's a different form of like super hard work, but um, in, in the sense of not having to do the same thing, eight shows a week. Yeah. Like I think it would be a cool, like just like variety also, I've just always wanted to do that, and the money's really good. So. <laughs> are there TV shows you're obsessed with that you'd love to be on? Yeah, I mean, a few of them are off already, but, like, my favorite show is Girls mm-hmm. with Lena Dunham. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, like... Well, that's like, your generation, I, Sex in the City, so that's why you yeah, like Girls. Yes, yeah, I great. love that show. So like, we're going to get you vibe. on a Lena Dunham new HBO show that is about you. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Please, please. We said it here first. Yeah. All right. You are such a delight. We're <laughs> going to do the Broadway Workshop quick fire questions. Yeah. Are okay. you ready? 
I'm ready. ready. Okay. First audition song. Oh goodness. Um, um I sang somewhere over the rainbow. Great. And first tomorrow. Broadway sh- and tomorrow, standard. First Broadway show you saw. Uh, not Carolina Change. The Color Purple with Cynthia Rebo. Oh my God. That was your first Broadway show? Wasn't yeah. that the most dynamic performance you've maybe ever seen? That was like life changing. Like it was my senior that. year, senior oh, year of high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What show would you like to do with Audrey McDonald? Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, God, uh, God, I don't know. Something new. Okay. Last person yeah. you texted? I don't have my phone. Um, <laughs> honestly, probably Andrew. We just, okay. we were, we had dinner yesterday, so yeah. Shout out to Andrew Barth Feldman, our favorite. Um, who's your favorite alphaba? Casey Levy. Yes, great answer. Um, what is your go-to <clears throat> album for a car trip? Um, the new Yeba album. Can you name two Real Housewives? No. Great. I don't Pancake, like <laughs> pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Strangest stage door Dear Evan Hansen experience? There are a lot. <laughs> Did anyone give you like a weird present? Uh, yes. I'll say a present that somebody else got that I think is even weirder. Sky Lakota Lynch, who played Jared, once got a lollipop and like a letter and inside the bag there was like a spider that had to have been like packaged in there because there's no other way for it to get into the envelope it was very odd anyway oh wow i know (laughs) okay here we go um do you do any impressions no (laughs) i'm so boring i'm sorry you're not you're not you're killing it who is your favorite muppet The pig. What's her name? Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. (laughs) You know, I forget that I shouldn't ask that question to people under the age of like 30. What Um, is wrong with me? Okay, who's your your favorite Evan Hansen? Andrew. Mine too. Um, What is your favorite song in Caroline? Um, Underwater. Oh God, so good. Um, Salty Teardrops every day. And Hate the Bus. I mean, I think I Hate the Bus is like the greatest section of a mute like that whole section yeah is, with the dad like and everything yeah yes like doesn't yeah, get better so than smart. That. okay yeah. um if you can go back in time and see any broadway show any year what would it be i really want to see audra in 110 in the shade oh god it was so good um, okay what is your starbucks order um I don't really drink Starbucks that much, but I would say a green tea latte with uh, oat milk. What is something you always have in your dressing room? A humidifier. Smart. Um, Are you into true crime? And if so, what case would you like to have solved? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm not really into it, to be honest. (laughs) I don't really... I'm sorry. I'm so basic. You're not. You're not. <laughs> also, you've been living in a bubble for like a minute. Yeah, I don't really. I know there's like a bunch of true crime like podcasts. And all it's that not for you. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Okay. Yeah. Your favorite quarantine TV binge? Ooh, ooh, um, uh, uh, unorthodox. So good. I guess favorite, it wasn't really a binge, but it was. Yeah. I mean, it's a binge. You had yeah. to watch it. Um, favorite song to sing when none of your roommates are home. 
Um, Creep by Radiohead, but yes. like the postmodern jukebox version. Yes. The really um, loud version. Have you ever left a show at intermission and you don't have to tell us what it is? No. Oh, like left watching a show? Like you're like, I can't sit here any longer. No, but I have wanted to, but I don't. <laughs> I would never have you ever that. had a call out mid-show? No, but Good. I... I think I sh- there are moments I should have, but I don't. <laughs> um, Andrew is the only Evan to not call out mid-show, he says, but <laughs> maybe, sure. that's not, maybe that's not No, it's true. true. It's true. It's true. Okay. It's true. Um, I just like to bother him. <laughs> what do you want on your bagel? Ooh, uh, depends on the day, but I do love a salmon, like a lox bagel. My yes. grandma makes the best one, the best kind of lox bagel. My grandma made the best bagels too, and it was just mm. toasting it. She just knew how to toast it better than she anybody. Just, yeah, still love. God bless. All right, what movie can you watch over and over again? Princess Diaries. Yes, um, you should star in that musical. Is it coming? Is it going to be a musical? I mean, it's, it's been kicking around forever. Mm. Um, all right, what advice do you have for young performers? Oh God. Um, I would just say to be yourself because there's so many people out there, but like nobody is you, which I know sounds corny, but it's so true. true. Um, and it's really easy to forget, but there are no boxes, only windows. I, there's no boxes. I love it. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell the people, tell the people where they can follow you to find out what's going on, what's next for you and all those things. I have, no, it's great. I have an Instagram. Um, it's at S A W M I E at Sami because Sammy wasn't available. Um, and that's all I have. So I guess follow me there. So follow you there. Listen to the Carolina change cast recording ad nauseum. Um, it is so brilliant. (laughs) I am so glad that we had a chance to connect. You are just like incredibly talented and the, the world is like so excited about you. So I think huge, huge things are, are coming your way. And this was like the greatest launch of a of a young person's career ever. So thank, thank you. you for doing this today with me. And thank you for listening, everybody. Yes. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Samantha Williams, thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. Awesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.